problems to solve. Use it. Use it, use it, use it. I'm going to prompt you to use it every now and then. But if you feel like you want to jump on more often, that's what I'm there for. You know, the link is there. Just plug away. Get in there. Find a time. Book it. And let's go. It's workshop times. Let's figure out what we need to do. 30 minutes. Hot seat. Let's rock and roll. If it runs over, it runs over. But again, that's based on what it is that you want to get out of it and how much time that you have. Right, we're in. I think this is us. So we're going to get started. Team, first of all, welcome back. Uh, long weekend, which was absolutely marvellous. Really, really love that. Uh, another coming into the fourth decade of life now. So uh, the irony is, the irony is I went for a sports massage yesterday just to give myself a bit of TLC. You know, I had a bath, did some stretching, mobility, had a sports massage. It was absolutely fantastic. Woke up with a pinched nerve in my neck and haven't been able to turn my head all day. So there we go. That sums up early 30s for me. Wonderful. Can't wait. Um, so there we go. But dealing with that tomorrow. Um, that's a tomorrow problem. I'll sleep on it. And if it's any, uh, if it's not any better tomorrow, then we'll just get another massage and get it worked out. But there we go. It's just ironically funny that that happened the day after I turned 30, which is when everyone says I'm now officially old. But there we go. Mr. Mark Morris is in the house. The most fired up man in the world, Mr. Mark Morris. Your feedback form was sensational. Right, team. What we're going to do today is we're going to dive through everybody's feedback forms completely anonymously. And I'm not going to start from top to bottom on all of them. But there are some points here that I've written down. And I've, I've not even put names next to these particular points. For some, I can definitely remember who it is. But for others, I've purposely done it to keep it anonymous. Because every single one of these points is going to add value to everybody here. Everybody here. And there's some really interesting things I want to dive into. And I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm not saying we've all had a bad week at all. But I'm saying we've had a realistic week where a few things have come in. But also, I want you to learn from me and how I have been for the last few days. Taking a day off, you know, extending a long weekend, not being on my phone, really. You know, I had a scheduled post and I jumped on the group, I think, on Sunday just to make sure everyone had done the challenge. You know, to try and get these things set up and I want you to see that I do the same thing. There's no point me sitting here overworking myself, telling you to take more time off if I'm not taking time off. You know, doing things like this, I hope that is showing you how doable it is. And, you know, have you really noticed probably that I've not been here? Probably not. Certainly hope not. You know, and it's been good to just see that me not being by my phone for the last few days hasn't shown the world, hasn't, you know, led to the end of the world. And that's the same with you folks. You know, you're all absolutely sensational, amazing, strong and powerful people. But sometimes we've got to learn to just say no to stuff and back off a bit and, and take some time out for ourselves. And there's some really interesting points I want to dive into in no real particular order at all. But one thing or a lot of things that I found as common denominators, quite frankly, folks, is giving, giving ourselves a break. Is getting to the point where we can just take it easy on ourselves a little bit more and not beat ourselves up too hard. If I'm rubbing my neck, it's because my shoulder really hurts. That's where the trap nerve is and it's really painful. But as we're going through, we've got injuries. This is a good thing to start off with. We've got injuries, we've got illnesses, we've got niggles, we've got things that might not put us into the best position possible for success. Because when you start a program, 
and I do the same. When you start a program, you think, brilliant, everything's fixed, let's push forward now, and let's do everything possible to bring out perfection. But perfection is not what we're looking for. What we're looking for, folks, is 80-20. 80% good, 20% doesn't really matter. You know? If you are 80% perfect, that's better than 100% perfect, because 80% perfect allows for life to happen. 80% perfect means that when things do happen, you can deal with it. If you get an injury, if you get an illness, instead of looking at that as, right, how do I push through it and force myself to do stuff? Think of yourself as a million dollar racehorse, which I've talked about before in these calls. If you had a million dollar racehorse that started not performing because... I don't know if horses can get a temperature, but let's say a horse gets a temperature or a horse gets an injury or something along those lines. Does that horse get forced to then keep racing and racing and racing and racing? Would you do that if you'd invested millions of dollars in this racehorse and all this time and perfection, everything that you've done in building that up and it's either, you know, all or nothing or sending it off to the lasagna factory? Like, how would you treat that horse? Think of it now. Let's call that horse Stanley. When I was a kid, I used to ride a horse, my neighbour's horse, and it's uh, and that was ho- that horse's name was called Stanley. So let's just picture Stanley. You've got a million-dollar racehorse. The horse I used to ride was not a million-dollar racehorse, I might add. Million-dollar racehorse. And it starts, it's got an injury, it's got a limp. Do you get the shotgun out? Do you force it to race? Or do you think, right, what the heck do I need to do to make that racehorse run again? Get the vet in. Get somebody to look him over. Look at the diet. Look at the exercise routine. Look at the comfort. Look at the recovery. Look at how we can build that in. How is his daily movement? Can I get him to do the absolute base minimum of movement because movement is medicine? Do I need to add supplements? Do I need to add care? What is that? I'm assuming here, folks, that you probably think the latter because it's a million dollar racehorse. It's not something you're just going to throw away. It's not something you're going to force to keep going and going and going until it breaks. And I'm hoping by now, folks, you've seen the connection here between you and the million dollar racehorse. Because how are you treating yourself? If you've got an injury, are you forcing yourself to push and push and push and push and push? And then getting really pissed off that you can't perform because you have an injury or an illness or something's not quite right. Because Human beings, we, we do that. High-performing human beings where we have a high expectation of ourselves and a high lot of self-pressure, we do this. My knee hurts, my ankle hurts, my lungs hurt, all these things hurt, my shoulder hurts, you know, whatever it is. And you think, right, but I still need to push as hard as humanly possible. No, you don't. You need to look at that and go, what would I tell or what would I do? to the million dollar racehorse. How would I treat that horse? What would I do? I would most likely give it some TLC. Understand how to look after it. Treat yourself, folks, like that million dollar racehorse. And this is the same with psychological hurdles. This is the same with not feeling ourselves. This is the same with feeling down, having low mental health days, and that's normal, folks, that is normal. This is part of the 20%. When we have these days where we're just not feeling right, I have those days, we all do, we all do. 
That's not to say that they're any less uh, troublesome to you than anyone else. It's not to say that we're diluting the potency of particular low mental health days. I'm saying that we do all have them. You're not broken. You, there's nothing wrong with you. But we need to understand, okay, first and foremost, get a piece of paper out. What the hell is going through my head? Why do I feel like this? What am I thinking? What do I think is going to happen? What has happened? What am I feeling? What's going on in my head? Because I find, folks, as soon as you get it out on paper, you can articulate it, you can visualise it, conceptualise it. And in that time, you can put names to things, you can see things, you can put shapes to things. Because when they're going around in your head, they're a bit more conceptual. And you just don't, you don't really know what it is. You just know that you're feeling a bit off, a bit, a bit down. And when we start to write things down and we start to just understand, I'm not saying you need to write War and Peace in a journal. I'm so, I, I just write a list. I just list things, bullet points. And just say, look, this is what's going through my head. I'm having a bad relationship with this at the moment. This is really annoying me. I just generally feel sad. Why do I think I feel sad? Well, do you know what? It started snowing again earlier. I'm ready for a sunny spring now. A bit bored of, of this kind of, this weird end bit of winter. Ready for spring. Maybe you're starting to feel a little bit of seasonal affective disorder. You know, we spoke about that last week with the lights and stuff and things that we can do to to help uh, undo that. I think Charlie shared a, uh, a great post earlier, actually, uh, the other day about there were some cheaper ones in Aldi or Little or one of those, you know, of how we can look to improve that. But before we look at ergogenic aids, things that come from the outside, before we look at that, let's look at what's going on inside. Why, why are you feeling this way? You don't have to answer that question, but you can start to list certain things that are on your mind. Because if you don't know why you're feeling this way, you might know what it's making you do, and then you might know how you feel about those things. So I'm feeling down for some, just just because, just because. And it's making me not train, because I just don't want to. And that is now making me feel, insert term here. You see the journey, folks? It's not just having to find the why, because sometimes, and I'm sure you'll all agree, there are times where you just can't, you don't understand why you feel crap. You just feel crap, and that's cool. That's cool. That's fine. That really is. That's okay. And you don't need to know why. You don't. But understand the things that it's forcing you not to do, or inviting you, rather, not to do. And then understand how that makes you feel. What is the third and fourth order effect of this particular feeling that you can't necessarily describe or conceptualise? Because when we feel down, it's going to piss us off. It's going to it's going to it's going to impact our mood and our attitude, and that can eat at us. And. You know, sometimes you do need to have a rant and a moan and a cry and get it out and just deal with it. And that's fine. That really is okay. But when it comes to owning that journey, it's a case of, right, I do feel a bit crap today. But I'm, I'm just going to do one thing. This is the 1% rule team. So I'm going to do one thing that's going to push me 1% in the, run, in the right direction. Okay, so, you know, I'm feeling a bit bad, and do you know what? That's leading me to comfort eat maybe a bit too much. 
you know, I might look at some junk food and eat it and then beat myself up because I'm eating junk foods and I'm an absolute failure. I might start snacking in comfort foods and think that I'm fat and I'm just letting everything go and everything's wrong. Because we are so emotionally involved in this, we can't see that 2 plus 2 still equals 4. We can't see the fact that, you know, one meal isn't going to kill us or push us over the edge with our calories and with our progress, with our fitness. I had some fried chicken. Well, not necessarily fried chicken. It was kind of like oven fried chicken for for my birthday because I love it. Just some Tesco stuff. It was banging. It was delicious. You know, have I failed? Hell no. It's my birthday. And that's the thing. On birthdays as well. Don't constrict yourself. Enjoy yourself. One of the biggest lessons that everybody who wants to lose weight needs to learn in the world according to Ben, number one, is that your diet, your intervention to lose weight, if that is your goal, does not own you. It doesn't. It's a really good thing for you to aim for. If you feel like that it's the goal for you, then go nuts, let's go for it. But give yourself a bloody break. Enjoy days. Enjoy your life. As soon as it starts to take joy away from you, you need to stop. You do. You absolutely do. And you need to reassess your values and what is important to you. You really do. Same thing with fitness. Until we learn to deal with how much training we're trying to do, why we're trying to do it, what it is that we're trying to do, how to deal with injuries, you need to back off and do the bare minimums to get that perspective. Instead of doing the Ben Turner approach from, say, 10 years ago, which was putting the blinkers on, going hell for leather, beating yourself down, and then realising that you can't go any further and kind of getting a bit lost in the ether, feeling a bit crappy, just generally feeling down, eating junk, finding, you know, burying your emotions in food, and then feeling like you've wasted a week and you've failed. When instead, folks, we need to just back off. And we need to go, right... What am I feeling today? I've got an injury. I've got an illness. I've got a whatever. This is not allowing me to perform today. So I need to damage control. I need to make sure that I can go and do something. I need to make sure that I'm looking after myself. And that leads on to, folks, the key area that I want to talk about next in line with at least four of the feedback forms that I read today. And that is what to do when you're feeling ill, when you're injured, how to continue moving forward. Now, folks, when we deal with things like health and nutrition and stuff like that, you know me. I like to put the non-negotiables in place. I like to put the low-hanging fruit, the simple, actionable things for us in place. And I like to put us in a position where we feel more empowered by having to do less. Okay, there's no point going hell for leather, turning your life around tomorrow and then just crumbling because it's too much work, pressure and stress. I want you to be able to do the bare minimum, but still progress forward. And for that, we need to understand what that bare minimum is. Now, for a lot of people, in fact, everyone, I would argue, if you're feeling a bit ill, if you've got an injury, whatever it is, I want you to get outside every day. I want you to move your body in at least a way. Whether that's going out for a walk, whether you usually go out for a walk and you're just speeding up the pace a little bit. You know, you're getting some steps in. If that's 10,000, that's 10,000. If it's 20,000, it's 20,000. If it's 5,000, it's 5,000. It doesn't really matter. 
Get out and move. Breathe fresh air and don't stagnate in the house. Number two, comfort food is fine, but commit to at least one meal per day that you are feeling a bit groggy or a bit down or whatever. One meal per day that you are nailing your health and nutrition goals. Like a poke bowl, loads of veg, loads of fruit. Feel good. Because with that, yes, you're getting vitamins, you're getting minerals, you're getting vitamin C and all that sort of good stuff that are going to help you recover and you're going to help you feel better. But also in your brain, you're feeling a little bit more virtuous. You haven't fallen off the wagon, as it were, but rather you have done that 1%. If you're going to go and have chicken nuggets that night, then you go and have chicken nuggets. If you want to eat toast for breakfast, you eat toast for breakfast. But you do that one meal. You get outside, you breathe some fresh air and don't stagnate inside. Get at least one meal in per day that is hugely virtuous and full of nutritional quality. And you know the foods to eat. Number three, you drink more than you would usually. Three litres of water minimum in that day. Whether you have pots of tea, I tend to go for pots of tea. Whether you want pots of tea or whether you want whatever, just straight up water, whatever. But drink three to four litres of water per day to flush out whatever it is that you're feeling. And if you're feeling a bit just generally down, being hydrated is going to help your brain function better, you're going to feel better, and you're going to start seeing some improvements. Number four, sleep. For some, that's going to be harder than others. This is where we can look at napping. If you're going to nap, by the way, folks, we're pretty much proven now by the work of countless sleep experts that if you're napping, don't nap before 4 p.m. Uh, sorry, don't nap after 4 p.m. Sorry, uh, don't nap after 4 p.m. because it's just kind of getting a bit too close to bedtime. And as you're going to bed, manage your before and after sleep times, those first and last hours of the day, but be more vigilant with them. Because let me tell you, it's so much more tempting to be laying in bed when you're feeling groggy and just doing this. And all you're doing is you're filling and feeding your current pit of self-wallowing that you'll find yourself in. And I'm not doing this to target. I'm doing this simply because I have been there and I know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to feel bad, so you're going to seek solace and positivity and anything you possibly can to distract you from your current world through social media. And I'm telling you right now, you need to not do that for the last hour of the day, and you need to not do that for the first hour of the day. Get outside, breathe fresh air, don't stagnate. Eat well. Eat well. Drink lots of water or tea or equivalent whatever. Try not to make it loads of like, fruit smoothies and stuff try and keep it as close to water as possible which is why tea is pretty good for that and sleep manage your sleep if you can do those four things folks if the rest of your day is spent watching lord of the rings because you have a phenomenal hobby of watching lord of the rings then that's fine but do those four things that's it if you can do those you are in a much better place I've just read that comment from Charlie, and I'm trying to think of the context for it, but it's an interesting read. <laughs> because team, I get it, you know? And I think the weather hasn't been helping us here. Because, you know, maybe we were hoping for snow and we didn't get that much snow. And then all of a sudden snow comes and it, it doesn't really hang around for too long. 
Maybe we're ready for spring, spring, and then snow and rain comes and it gets really cold. Maybe you're ready for more outside time and maybe you're ready for longer days and they're just not coming quick enough. I get it. March is a strange time. You're kind of done with winter and you're ready for spring, but it's neither there or the other. And I get it. I, I do. I understand. You're trying to make goals uh, and you're trying to make gains. You're trying to make progress. And sometimes it could be slower than you want it to be. But folks, take solace in the fact that you are progressing towards your best version of yourself, whether it's slow or whether it's fast. One step forward is still a step forward. As Lao Tzu would say, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. That single step is, 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 is tiny in comparison to the thousand miles. And it might feel like you've got a thousand miles to go. And today was the tiniest of steps. But take solace in the fact that you didn't step backwards and you didn't stay still. You do those four things, you're going to work yourself well. And, you know, if you're, if you're looking for backfalls, you know, something that it's like, ah, do you know what? I, I wish I'd done this or I need to be training. And I just don't feel like training and I feel all down. Walk. Use your legs. Move. If you can't walk, hobble. But get outside. Do something. Walk the dog. Hobble. Walk someone else's dog. Hobble a dog. Whatever you're doing. But keep yourself moving. Because you moving in your brain is wiring like you're still progressing forward. You sitting down in your brain is a bit like st stopping still and not going anywhere and stopping pro progress. So keep progressing forward and get out there and move. Does that make sense? Is that landing team? I know there are people in here that they're more relevant to those than others. But let me know in the comments if that's landing. Let me know, you know, what you're thinking. Tell me, tell me where your thought process is at just now. Because this is really interesting. These are some really interesting points. And I heard someone say actually today, which was phenomenal, that they said, I want to be responsible for my own happiness. And that got me thinking because if health and fitness brings you happiness, if adventure brings you happiness, if progressing forward brings you happiness, you are entirely responsible for that. It's great to have a cheering squad, you know, to say, come on, go, 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 and cheer you on and keep you going and, and to keep you accountable and to keep you progressing forward and to be part of a community. But you and you alone are responsible for your own happiness. Not anyone else. Your happiness is not a result of someone else in its entirety. Somebody can bring you joy and happiness, yes, of course, but that is not 100% of that. You need to own yourself. You need to be there on your own. You need to make sure that you are present in yourself and you need to make sure that you're responsible for your own happiness, that you're responsible for you, that you're responsible for your journey. Because God forbid anything happens and that reason for happiness that you're putting in someone else doesn't come anymore or is altered, then you need to think about how you're going to work around that. Does that make sense? Let me know you're still here, folks. Jump in the comments. Let me know you're still here and I'm not just talking to a wall. How's that landing with folks? I just want to make sure I am still getting message um, comments as well because I know the internet's not been fantastic today, but we do make do. 
while I'm waiting for that, I'm just going to look for the next comment that we're going to go to. A good way of getting yourself out of a funk, folks, is, funk, folks, is to, thanks, Claire, is to understand, and I know exactly who this is targeted to, but this is relevant to everybody, is to understand, folks, why are you here? What, what are you trying to do? Do you remember that Thursday coaching call that we did? We dived into the hard questions. I'm going to remind you of those hard questions tomorrow. To everyone who I'm catching up with this week, I've got lots of calls booked with lots of people in this group, and I, I'm, I can't wait for every single one of them. We're going to go through, not only are we going to go through the new accountability system, which some people are now onboarded onto, but what we're going to do is we're going to understand some of the elements of it. We're going to understand the areas that we need to work on, the mindset areas. Why are you here? We're going to write that down and we're going to have something shared so that we can both see it so that you understand what it is that you're trying to achieve. I understand where you're trying to go and then we both can understand what you need to do to get there. The KPIs, the key performance indicators, the action points and the goals that you have along the way so that you can see progress and you can actually keep going. Because let me tell you folks, you will, you will along this journey, lose sight of what it is that you're trying to do. You will because it's natural and normal. And it's my job as you, when you go there to be like, I've lost sight. Like I, I just need to I don't know where I'm going. I'm too I'm too overwhelmed in what it is that I'm trying to do. That'll happen, folks. That will happen. And it's my job to say, right, let's sit down, let's talk it through, let's understand. And if we can relate back to our success system, which will have all of this written down because it's the area where you can record all this, then we can start to push forward. Then we can start to realign with what it is that we're trying to do. Because once it's written down and when it's in front of you and it's on paper, or on something you can read instead of just in your head conceptual, then you can look at it and you can see it. If you don't have your goals printed off on the back of your phone or on your wall or on a whiteboard or on a piece of paper in a diary, then that needs to change. This isn't some high performance yoga trying to, I don't know, thing where we're just trying to conceptualize goals into something that doesn't really make sense and we're just talking about high performance for the sake of it for the sake of my own voice this is not it this is stuff that genuinely works to be able to progress you forward because human beings need to be reaffirmed in line with what it is they're trying to achieve and why in order to then be able to do it Nothing happens unless you measure it. 100% Charlie. Charlie, the king of having a background of his phone with his goals on and with certain things to say to him. This works. I've had on my background of my phone was, I mean, the background of my phone has been pivotal to keeping me aligned to what I value, what I'm trying to do, all of my goals, all this stuff. Because you look at it several times a day, more than several times a day, a few too many times a day. And all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're realigning to that. My goals are on my wall, literally there, so I can look at them. Every time I'm sat here with a trapped nerve in my neck, not being able to turn around, and I can look at it and I can see it. Because as we do that, you then start to go, right, that's the mindset. Okay, that's what I'm trying to achieve. Yay, I, I can see that. I lost sight for a minute. Okay. What do I need to do to be able to regain sight? 
Maybe you need to get out in the hills. Maybe you need to go and do a long training session. Maybe you need to go and write down something. Maybe you need to just go and make a meal. Maybe you need to go and do something. Book a trip, book a race, whatever, in order to just keep you accountable to yourself. Does that make sense, team? Right, where are we with notes? Okay, this will lead quite nicely into this one now. Because as we're looking to progress and as we're looking to improve ourselves, we need to realize, folks, that first and foremost, with the best will in the world, we are overestimating how much time we have. And I mean, not time in life. I'm talking time in, every, in the everyday. Oh, I can do loads of stuff. Realistically, you can't because time sucks and we don't have that much of it. And it's always better to underestimate time rather than overestimate time. Because if we find we've got some spare time left, then amazing. If we find we're strapped for time, then we're stressed and we lose sleep and everything else. But we need to understand, folks, that when we take this goal and we break it down into smaller chunks, we can achieve it. A 20-minute workout is, is a great workout, you know, but it's 20 minutes. It's not an hour and a half, you know. I opened up morning fitness classes again this morning for those in Shrewsbury just to just for something to do in the local community. And, uh, you know, every single one of those training sessions is 20 to 30 minutes long. Every single one. Five days a week. With a warm-up and a cool-down, 20 to 30 minutes, job done. Within 40 minutes, you're done. Because you don't need really much more than that of targeted exercise. If you want to start lifting weights and you haven't got time to go and do what could be an hour and a half session, in that case, to do a big full-body workout session, then break it down. Do chest, do 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 bench on Monday. Do do shoulder press on Tuesday. Do squat on Wednesday. Deadlift on Thursday. However you want to do it, and you're breaking all those movements down into individual sessions. Break down the smaller goals and be like, look, I know I can do a 20-minute workout in the evening, and I know I can do a 20-minute workout in the morning. Brilliant. That's awesome. Get some steps in around that. Eat well. You're progressing. Do a longer session when you can do the longer sessions. You're progressing. Break things down into smaller chunks and you will see more success. Because the more we do this, folks, and the more we can commit to programs like this, when we do get knocked off our rocker a little bit, and we do feel a little bit down and we do feel a bit ill or just generally a bit sad, and again, I'll always say it, this is okay and this is normal, what you'll find is when you do come out the other side, which you will, when you do come out the other side, and you're like, oh my God, I've lost so much training and I'm so unfit and I'm so out of condition. Guess what, folks? It comes back really quickly. And when it comes back really quickly, you feel better. You will see the progress. You'll be back online and you are good to go. Only if you're doing those four things, remember. Move, eat, drink, and sleep. If you can continue those in whatever denomination, you're progressing forward. You'll pick fitness up again fast. You will. And then you understand what your identity is around these things. You know, we said about understanding what you're here and why you're doing it. Like, well, what is your identity? Do you identify as this sort of person who does these challenges? Do you identify as somebody who just generally makes things a little bit harder for themselves because they want to make things more challenging? I'm very much in that camp. Think of a challenge. Right, how can I make that harder? Ultramarathon. Oh, okay, I'll do it with a 25 kilo rucksack on. Um, I'll do something for charity. Oh, okay, I'll climb a rope several hundred times. 
other way of doing things harder. Okay, 16 marathons in 16 days and 16 national parks. Let's find other ways of doing things harder. I could go and jump in a cold bin every morning. I'd go roll around in the snow. Go and cross a ford. Whatever it is. If you're going to make, if that's part of what you want to do, brilliant. That's the beauty of adventure. No two adventures are the same. No two people's attitudes and concepts behind that adventure are the same. And that's the beauty of it. It's yours. It's your identity. Own it and flipping wear it like a badge of honour. Truly. Because ultimately that's what's going to make you happy. Whereas if you're conforming to other people's shapes and rules and regulations, it's not going to make you happy. It really isn't. Cape Wrath Trail for me, for example, is a prime example of that. I don't want to do the race. A, I don't want to pay 1200 quid for the race. Who does that? And B, I don't want to run it in six days. I want to run it in two and a half. You know, I don't want to be constrained to having to run X kilometers per day. I want to go off and do the thing. I don't care who sees. I don't care who spectates. I don't care who knows. And I don't care for a medal or anything else. I want to go there and I want to do it because that's what makes me happy. And that's a, that's a really key thing to be to be understanding here. I've been splitting runs as I have been finding it difficult to find time to do the longer runs. Managed to get four hours running done last night without a massive impact in my day. And thank you for my wife. For me. Yeah, 100%. You know, what you've done there, Charlie, is you found a way of managing your load and working it around life. Because again, your life is bigger than just those training runs. Like you've said there, you know, you've got thank you from your wife for being taxi uh, to a girl's dinner. You know, you've got other things to do. You've got life to do. And we've got to realize that we're not Olympic athletes that, that can dedicate their entire existence to eating cornflakes and running. We're normal people where we have to fit normal things in. And the minute you find that balance is the minute you find success. And I guarantee it. I really do. Okay, so where are we at? I think we've got through a lot of them. Team, questions, thoughts, come at me while I'm just collecting my notes and making sure I'm in the right place. Come at me in the comments. Ask me, tell me, share, ask, go ahead. Add some value into the comments. Let everybody else know. This is this has very much been the Ben show tonight. Let everybody else know that it's okay to be going through stuff. Because you're all going through stuff. Every single person in this call is going through stuff. Every single person, me included. But every single one of you will feel like you're on your own doing it. And every single one of you will feel like, you know, the world's against you. And it's terrible because you feel ill and this, that and the other. And I'm not saying you have to compare yourself to other people. I need you to understand that there are other people in the boat. So folks, as your responsibility to everybody else here, as your friends, your family, your tribe, your community around you, let them know. Don't, don't, you don't have to tell your life story. Share what your biggest takeaway from this has been. And while you're doing that, I'm just going to make sure I'm on the right, right, lace, uh, right place for my notes. Because I think we're about there. I think we've covered everything, more or less. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm really looking forward to catching up with folks tomorrow. Really, really looking forward to um, a full diary tomorrow of calls, which is fantastic, with loads of folks. We've got loads to get through, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Really, really looking forward to it. 
because this is where we start to win. This is where we start to apply these particular things directly to you. Because clearly we can go a bit more on a personal level. And I want to do that with every single person tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. We've got seven people to get through tomorrow. Uh, four on Friday. Really looking forward to it. Anyone else feels like they need it, you know where the link is. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. If I can get through every single person this week, I absolutely will. There are some people I've already recently caught up with, and that's cool. But this is what we do, folks. We're in this together. And this is how we progress you forward. None of you are on your own. None of you are on your own. And I'm here as your professional problem solver to help you on the straight and narrow. So team, that was buzzing. I love that. I like these questions. I like these points. I like pulling questions and points out of our feedback forms to keep them anonymous. And then take it up further through hyper, hyper support or through one-to-ones if needs to. But things like this, it really helps other people when they're shared. We don't need to go into names. We don't need to go into live stories. But these topics are really topical. Poor term. To everybody else here. Because we're all living it and we're all going through it. So team, I love that. That was really good fun. I hope you all got some value from that. Um, thank you all for being here. Thank you for getting involved. I just want to make sure I've not missed any questions. I don't think I have. No. Time and reminder, good advice about being ill. KPIs, suddenly feel like I'm at work. Yeah, 100%. COVID sucks. So excited to see the lowest ever, the slowest ever 1.5k today. Yes, 100%. But look, we've got to get it done. Those four things. Move your body. Get outside. Fuel your body right. At least one. Commit to one good meal per day. If you want to eat fried chicken, then you eat fried chicken. But you make one of those meals good. Hydration. Three plus liters per day. Sleep. Utilize naps before 4 p.m. Monitor the first and the last hour. Closed caption has crashed on your machine and just says, I am your professional problem. Charlie, I am your professional problem. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, listen team, I'm going to end it there. I've got some barbecue pulled chicken to have tonight, which I've been working on with a little bit of food prep. Um, I have turned into a fully fledged passionate dog owner, nutritionist, and um, chef this evening to make make my own dog um, dog food, which is awesome um, because I am too much of a millennial dog dad. Um, so yes, I've been working on that as well as my own food prep. So we're on barbecue pulled chicken tonight uh, with a bunch of other stuff and plants and things. I hope you're all enjoying the challenge, by the way, to eat 35 different vegetables this week. Really dig into the weeds about it. Uh, this, uh, on face value, it seems quite difficult, but if you dig into the weeds, it's very achievable. If you're finding it far too easy, then my challenge to you, friends, is see how high you can get. How many can you eat? I mean, don't waterboard yourself with lettuce and carrots, but let's see where you can get. Let's see what you can do. Oh, here we go. Unrelated question. What do you wear to keep warm when wet to the skin and rain and wind? Uh, waterproofs, my friend. So if you are absolutely piss wet through and you are raining in the wind... One thing we used to do in the army all the time was even if you're wet underneath, putting a waterproof layer on because the wind is going to start ripping heat off you because you are cold. But if you put a layer on over the cold, your body will warm that cold layer up, a bit like being in a wetsuit. If you're constantly moving, that wet layer is going to warm up and it's going to be trapped underneath the waterproof layer. The waterproof layer is stopping the wind from coming in to take that heat away and therefore you start to self-regulate some form of heat. Gloves are sensational. 
really, really good, but go for full length, full length waterproofs. Waterproof trousers, waterproof top, get a hat, get some gloves on. The more you can trap, if you are absolutely piss wet through and you can't get changed, then get a waterproof layer on over the top and let your body regulate the temperature of that water, bearing in mind that water is an incredible conductor of heat. And then that's going to get trapped underneath the waterproof layer. But that waterproof layer is key because that keeps the wind off you and that will keep the wind from ripping all of that heat out. Now, ultimately, the gold standard question here is if you are wet to the skin in rain and wind, then you strip off and put something dry on and then put the waterproof layer on. And that is the optimal answer. However, it's not always practical. One thing that I used to do uh, in the army was we had like water crossings and things to do. We'd strip off completely and then put um, waterproof trousers on and waterproof top on because it gives you a layer of insulation that dries relatively quickly and doesn't absorb water, which means you can generate heat. And then when you get out the other side, you take the waterproofs off, you put your dry clothes back on, you shake the waterproofs out and put them back on again over the top and then you're regulating heat. But clearly, the gold standard doesn't always fit when you're halfway out on a run and you're piss wet through. When you are, you need to make sure that your waterproof is on. If you find yourself getting piss wet through, you need to make sure that your, your practices and skills are there, that you are applying your waterproof in good time. But if it's too late and you're already wet through, get some waterproof layers on top and bottom, trap all the um, air in, and then move. Keep the body moving so that, it, that heat is auto-regulating around the moisture turning you into a wetsuit where you get a little bit warmer and then that waterproof layer is then trapping uh, the cold out wrong trapping the warm in by stopping the wind from pulling the heat out i hope that answers your question let us see how many veg you can eat oh my god laura that's terrible awful have uh cut sleeves off an old jacket strangely that helps keep you warmer yet 100 percent with claire um again if you're if you're completely wet through, I would strongly suggest having long sleeves on. But again, as Claire's just said there, which I'm probably going to end up doing with some of my old jackets, is sometimes you don't need the warmth on your forearms. And just having like a long sleeve, like t-shirt length jacket on can really help. Gilets are really good for that as well. Because your arms and your legs will pretty much look after themselves. It's, mu it's much about the torso. Gilets are fantastic. However, if you're already wet through, rewind re-listen to the last two minutes and reapply that principle if the veg has already been eaten by an animal and i eat the animal does that count good try mark no <laughs> anyway you're on a massive high this week mark so uh you'll be fine you'll be fine you'll be fine you'll be fine 35 vegetables different plants not just vegetables different plants this week that is your challenge team it's been a pleasure if you have any other questions at all grab me on hyper support or post in the group and allow the group to answer. That's where I want this group to go. That's what I want us to achieve. And we will move from there. But thank you all so much for your um, attention this evening. I hope that questions have been answered. I hope we are good to go. I hope we are feeling fired up and ready to rock and roll. Let's go into tomorrow with intent and with strength. And I'm looking forward to catching up with everyone that I'm catching up with this week. I'm looking forward to our chats. I'll see you either tomorrow or Friday. But for everyone else, team, I'll see you in support. I'll uh, be dropping messages in. There's a reason I didn't do it today because I wanted to get onto this call and answer everything through this call. But I'll be dropping in with you tomorrow, everybody in hyper support to make sure that you've got everything you need and make sure that you have listened to this call if you haven't done so already. And then we'll move forward from there. So team, thank you so much. And I'll see you all next time. Adios.